Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buff Nation. Let's go. Let's I go. I still don't baby. have anything. <laughs> you know, someone said you could add, like, we come in or we here at the end. I like that. There you go. Uh, okay. Yeah, I like that. We, I'm going to go with we coming. I kind of right. like the, the this, though, Neely. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> uh, it's DMVR Buffs Primetime. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Oh, that sounds good. Unk. Is calling in, obviously. How you doing, man? How's the bye week treating hey, you? Hey, man, bye week is going good. Feels good to be home. Uh, got to see the grandson. Got to see my mom. Had a cigar to cigar shop. Haven't gone out on the lake yet, but, I, you know, it's going to be about 80, 75, 80 degrees tomorrow. I'm going to try to get out there and do that. Hey, then, we're, we're right back to Boulder then, man. Honestly, um, this is something that Jake could probably relate to as well, but, like, Longest I've ever left my home is for about a month, like, and then I get real homesick. Like, were you were you ready to to get home? You know, the interesting thing, I have been asked that question a lot, and I can honestly say I have not been homesick, and it's for two reasons. One, there's so many people there that I already knew from, say, the Jackson State days, and mm-hmm. then meeting guys like Jake and RK and becoming fast best bros with them it feels <laughs> like home you know so from a possession standpoint family standpoint jackson is home but man boulder second home i'm i'm, I'm loving it i love to, love hear, to that. hear that man. and honestly um if you're feeling that way i hope that a lot of the players are feeling that way too like there's a there's a real environment and a real family feeling there that that gives you know the the warm embrace of home even if it's away from home absolutely all right, midseason awards. It's the bye week. It's the perfect time to do this right in the middle of the season. We have 11 or 10. I don't category. know. I think it's 11. Um, and we're going to start off here with best atmosphere. Who wants to go first? Okay, I will go first. And I am going to say the best atmosphere of the season was against Nebraska. Um, it was so much anticipation, so much hype, so much, so, so many great vibes coming off that win against TCU. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was just such a warm welcome for the coach prime era that I think that one's hard to beat, even though as the 10 AM start, which hurts, um, you could look to like CSU because of game day and big noon and all that amazing stuff. But the actual game was super tense 
like everyone was on pins and needles the whole game like no way this is happening no way this is happening so it took a little of the juice out whereas nebraska it was like bring in our biggest rival make sure everyone knows we hate them and then kick their ass yep you go ahead Unc. hey i love that one i love that one and because you picked it i can't pick it so <laughs> give me the colorado state game for all the reasons you just alluded to you know to have big noon kickoff college game day there night game in-state rival double overtime where the world got to see but particularly buff nation got to see dime time see i used it man i used <laughs> your nickname. they got to see dime time man and, and to see what shador sanders is all about you know you got a glimpse of it at tcu uh but then to do it there at home in double overtime man with that that colorado state win give me mid-season atmosphere award that night game colorado state double overtime i think yeah he's nebraska yep. I think I have to do the same, Colorado State. Whoa, okay. I mean, Lil Wayne coming out, leading the team out the tunnel, man. <sighs> That's true. Like, I mean, the early games were just, they were special, especially the Nebraska one. But just that night setting, having game day there, everyone was waiting all day for that game. The game absolutely delivered. Like, I know it was unsettling for us, but looking back, that was a fantastic football game. And... I don't know. It was just electric in there, especially in the end of the game. Yeah, and, and I get where you guys are coming from. My pushback is just that, or it's not even pushback. I just think it's a slightly different perspective on what makes the best atmosphere. Like mm -hmm. for me, I'm just, I'm so invested in like the sound that the crowd is making. Right. That's like what makes the atmosphere for me. Um, so I think in terms of like all of the outside things, um, I think you guys are right. In terms of the crowd, it was just... A very uneasy crowd. Yeah, it was. All right. Uh, next one. We've got best quote. You want me to go first? I can I can go first if you want. You want Neely to go first? I'll go first. I, 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 I can go first. I'll take it. Uh, let me go first. <laughs> go he, wants, he, I, he wants this one. I think we're going to agree. It's personal. Oh, okay. See, there's a lot of options. The here. second one. The the Jay the Norvell one. The Colorado State, it's personal. The on the field, uh, what was it, Thursday practice? Yep. They done and made it, and then having the team go, it's personal. Best best quote of the year, I think, so far. That is a really great one. Um, I was thinking more, when I think best quote, I think press conference. Still so, then, so Nebraska, would, it's personal, if that's what counts. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, so I'll, I'm going to give two here. The first one is... The first one is a press conference <laughs> setting. So this can be my official nominee. Um, and for me, it's do you believe now? Mm. Uh, Coach Prime was at his absolute best after the TCU game. Yep. Uh, and <clears throat> that one to me is the one that's been like replayed the most. And, uh, you know, it's in every like kind of like hype video around the buffs is Coach Prime saying, do you believe now? Um, and then if we're going for non press conference setting my favorite one is same game pre-game speech at tcu similar to you what you're talking about with yep. the call and response but we ain't coming no more and then the whole team responding we, we here, here. yeah uh, that that one of everything that's happened in this entire era that one hit the most different for me like when i saw that video i had full-on goosebumps <laughs> neil's giving the thumbs down let's wow. hear it unk what do you yeah. got I'm giving a thumbs down on you, Jake. Good job, though. I'm giving a thumbs down on you, RK. Good <laughs> job, though. But you guys, you know how 
we have these double entendres when we talk. We have this veiled sense of uh, uh, sophomore humor when we talk. The best quote of the year so far is when the reporter asked Coach Prime if his diamond study whistle worked, and he said, everything, <laughs> everything only works. Yeah, <laughs> yep. that was a great one too. Wow, I hadn't even remembered that one. You you filed that one away. Yeah, it all Some works, good baby. Ones. I love that. One. <laughs> Some good ones in the chat, though. We practicing tomorrow. Yep, that one. Hit. And we practicing tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Have a great night. Yes. God bless. Uh, Girls Club says, "What makes you think I care about your opinion of me?" That's Ooh. another good one. Was that that, good. that wasn't in the season? No, it was. Was it? I think that was just before the season. Either way, that's a that's an all timer right cool. there. I could be called out on that, but I, I felt confident when I said that it wasn't in the season. You're then both of you guys hurt my confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I feel like that was early in the season. Either way, next one. Um, maybe I think you need to help define this a little bit. But best moment. Okay, uh, you want me to define it? Because we have best play right after this. Best moment is more about a feeling that you had during something. Um, so you could say the best moment was college game day being in Boulder. You could say the best or, you know, even like when, when Lee Corso put on the headgear. That's like yeah. a moment. And it, like, so to me, it's like it's not a specific play or not. A, it, it can be a play, yeah, but it's just a, be a play. I got a best. Okay. I got a best moment. That's a play, and a best play. That's a play. Uh, best moment to have the crowd in Texas chanting that Travis Hunter was overrated, only for him to break on the ball and get an interception. <laughs> that was a great seconds one. later. Best moment. Yep, I'm going to be talking about that one for a different uh, for a different uh, award here. What about you, Jake? Uh, best moment. We don't have best win, do we? So then we I'm gonna best go. Game. I'm gonna go post game TCU. Yeah. Just being in the press box, having everyone up there just dejected and just completely stunned with what they saw, and just watching the celebration after, like that release of being dogged on the uh, entire off season. That was still in my mind. I think the best moment of the year. Who? Okay, I am going to say my personal favorite moment because it I love it so much and so many other people hate it so much just makes this perfect for me um it's Shador going up to the ASU student section and throwing it mm. up um like that is just my shit yeah so much the pettiness <laughs> yes like they're chanting overrated to him just like they were with Travis Hunter uh and like he just gets to go straight in their faces and then I'm just you know anyone who knows me will say yeah obviously so you guys probably will say this too but the more people hate something the more <laughs> yes. especially if i like it it makes me double down on how much i like it uh -huh. so people freaking out about that made me double down rk is called take it from me an expert i've been one for 52 years it's called being an asshole <laughs> <laughs> yeah. totally fair totally fair <laughs> all right there's um, just there's you know you can you have to you t you walk a fine line because you can be the asshole that everyone likes or the asshole that everyone hates. Oh, yeah. so, and you're yeah. you're constantly. Uh, I mean, sometimes you're just both, though. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I see what you I see what you did there. I I don't know. I get it. I love it too, man. I'm all about <laughs> yeah, it. I love it. Bring it. All right. Uh, next one. Best play. Uh, let's have Ryan start us off here. 
All right. Uh, like I said, I'm going to talk about what Neely talked about. Uh, it's Travis Hunter's interception against TCU. And I, I, I'm, I'll get to a point that I'm starting to, a, a pattern that I'm starting to see form mm -hmm. at the end of all of this. Um, but to me, like in terms of just someone doing something that you don't see very often uh, and just blowing everyone's minds, like that was the perfect moment where your backs are up against the wall. You're starting to feel momentum shift towards TCU. And then an incredible player makes a mind-blowing play that you just don't see very often. All individual. You know, it is coaching. Yep. And he said it after the game. Like, Coach Prime taught me that. Mm -hmm. But it's a combination of film study, a combination of ability, a combination of baiting the quarterback. I mean, it just had everything. Um, that There's been a lot of great plays. But that one, to me, checks every single box. Love it. Um, go ahead. Hey, man, easy one for me when you talk about box checking. Everybody was accusing Coach Prime of playing daddy ball. Everyone was saying that Shadur Sanders ain't this, Shiloh ain't that. So when you talk about play of the year so far, when you talk about the impact that it made in that particular game, when you talk about what he did after the play, give me Shiloh Sanders mm. and his pick six at home as so far play of the, play of the year. Love it, man. I've got a few, but I think I got to go fourth and three, Dylan Edwards. Ooh. Uh, the game-winning touchdown to, against to the TCU. Yeah. The screen is up there after yeah. halftime. And then uh, underdog favorite for me, the Shador two-point conversion that didn't count against Nebraska. Oh. That was an incredible play. <laughs> yeah. A couple honorable mentions. Uh, Shador's throw to Omarion Miller Yep, uh, in the back of the end zone. As good of a throw as you're going to see from a college football quarterback. Um, <clears throat> let's see. There hasn't been any like crazy one-handed catches that I can remember. The Travis spin oh, is up there. Omarion had the one-handed catch. He did outstretched. Yeah. That was really nice. The Travis spin is like straight out of someone's high school highlight <laughs> yeah. film. Um, yeah, there's some good ones in there. Also, Alyssa, check Slack real quick. Uh, the Trevor Woods interception on the TCU's opening drive. That was a good one, too. That was when it really felt like the Buffs can take control of this game and they can win this game, and it was right off the bat. All right, a uh, quick little pause. Shout out to our friends over at Kind Love. Uh, shout out to Kind Love. They're amazing. Fully integrated seed to sale. They breed their own genetics. Uh, they've got the Turbo Core line as well. You can buy the Turbo Core inserts or buy the pre-rolled joints. Uh, it's a 100-milligram stick. Looks like a toothpick. You can insert it into a joint, blunt, cigarette, uh, whatever you're smoking. Um, get it, They either get it while it's hot shelf, eights for 20 bucks out the door, and ounces for 100 bucks out the door. Visit one of our stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Mention DMBR and receive the DMBR exclusive discount of 25% off all Kind Love Flower pre-rolls and their Turbo Joint line. You can also visit their website at kindlove.com. And use that code DMVR for online ordering in their full extensive menu. And then also shout out to MSU Denver. Turn your goals into greatness at MSU Denver. Uh, 90 plus majors. Uh, they have 10 plus graduate programs. You can even create your own major at MSU Denver. Uh, it's DMVR approved. We've had many of our own staff go to MSU Denver and get their degree as well. Create your own career and turn your degree, turn your dreams into reality at MSU Denver. Again, 90-plus majors, 10 graduate programs with courses online, in-person, or both. Learn more at msudenver.edu. There you go. Jimmy Horn uh, putting Blackburn on skates. 
That was a good tying one touchdown too. against TC or against CSU. That is, that was great. Yep. So many of them. I'm trying to think what's been the loudest single moment in Folsom. Probably Trevor Woods pick to beat CSU. It's a yeah. walk off. Yeah. That was a good mm-hmm. one. Uh, Honorable the, mention, a great play that people didn't get to see because it wasn't aired, uh, was RK taking that sheet off the frat house in TCU. <laughs> <laughs> when was this? Oh, God, you haven't even seen that? No. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. We might have to make like a end of season highlight reel of all the <laughs> dumb shit I did when I was drunk after games. That's amazing. <laughs> it was right. deserved, though. I, I was very justified for that. Uh, for that one, for that move. Best game. All right, for me, man. You know, it's gonna, this is going to sound weird, but it's a game that we actually lost, and mm. uh, it's a big game for me because it showed what this team can do, what we become, what we can become, where we're headed. When you look at what took place that second half against USC, uh, you know who at that time was I think ranked number five, somewhere between five and eight when we played them. Uh, for us to do what we did against a Heisman Trophy winner, Cameron Silver Creek, HBCU transfer gets an interception. You know, it was an L, no denying that. But best game so far as we look to the future. Give me the USC matchup at home. I love it. Oh, uh, man, I got to go TCU again. That game was just exhilarating, man. Yep. So many big plays, so many clutch moments. Uh, Shador was just ready for the stage right away. Travis just balled out like we knew he would. Dylan did his thing. Still the only game we really saw Dylan do his thing. That game just sticks out in my mind a lot. And interestingly enough, it's the only game... Let me make sure I'm... eh, I guess a little... No, not really CSU. It's the only game that was like truly just tug of war the whole time. Yeah. Like not like one team started fast, one team started slow, then one team turned it on. It was like... Every play, just shot for shot, blow for blow. Um, it was it was a, an elite football game to watch, and obviously the result is there. Um, I'll just say it now because it's happening so much. It's a little bit, I guess, it's not the best thing that so many of the of the awards here are coming from the first game of the season, right? Um, and all, I I don't really have like a, a big take on this about how it's you know this that or the other like there's still been great moments, but I'll just say I hope that we get new ones mm-hmm. uh, from here to the end of the season uh, that take the cr- that take the crown away from that TCU game. But I think it's fair for the fans and for us to be saying all these things about that game Mm -hmm. because the lead up was one of the most insane lead ups I've ever experienced. Like that was a six month lead up to one game. Like the excitement from the day coach prime got hired to that never wavered. It never took a dip. It was just full excitement every single day, every Mm -hmm. single weekend, just counting down the day. So like for them to go out there and deliver and upset a ranked team i don't care what anyone says about them now even though they had a big win this weekend right they beat byu um i don't know if byu is ranked or not but i'm just saying they did win big you had a big win. yeah um i don't care what anyone says about it now they were 21 and a half point underdogs they went on the road and they delivered in every facet of the game big big plays on defense interceptions huge plays on offense long touchdowns it was just like everything that anyone could have dreamed of when they were dreaming up this season um, so 
it's you know as much as i would love to be able to spread out the awards it makes sense for that one to be winning so many of these like yeah the feeling that everyone had during that game was uh, unmatched we got to have the i told you so moment after too which i think was probably the best part of it oh all. yeah all we right did tell them uh best coach is this one of those places where we do like we do with offense and you can't name yes. Shadour? Are we going to say we can't name Coach Prime? Yes. Yes. I yes. actually meant to write best assistant coach. Okay. Uh, for this exact reason. Uh, so, go uh, now, now, let me preface mine. Uh, I am blessed and fortunate to, to be in meeting rooms and that kind of thing. And I get to see some things uh, that fans don't get to see a lot of and we can't, frankly, show a lot of. Uh, but I'm going to go with for teaching ability, let alone likability. Give me Coach Andre Hart in the linebacker room, man. His mm. his relationship with his players, his ability to not only tell them what to do, which all the coaches are good at that, but he goes deeper and explains them why they should do it and why it matters to the impact of the whole play and thereby the defense. Give me Andre Hart for coach for the midway point. It's a great one. I think I'm going to go Coach Bartoloni. The work that he did with Travis over the offseason to get that guy to be one of the premier wide receivers in the country, what Zay's been able to do. We saw Amaria Miller come in and just ball out as well. Um, it's been the – I think it's been the strongest room outside of quarterback, obviously, on offense. I mean, It's not even a room. That's just a guy. Right, exactly. So <laughs> uh, just the work that he's done and the – Actually, it's not right to say just a guy in the same – thought as uh Shador Sanders but you know what I'm right, saying yeah no it's I a one-man room yeah just the work no, he's done and the talent one, they have that's a good one <clears throat> so I was down to two uh and I think Bartoloni's a great answer um but I was down to Coach Hart or Coach Brew um and what Coach Brew has done with the tight end room and really and this is what ended up being the tiebreaker against him for me really just Michael Harrison yep. um, has been really, really, really important. Uh, and, you know, he took the least and has made a lot out of it. But also, it's the same reason why I have Coach Hart in this discussion, because he doesn't have any five stars or I don't even know if he has four star players in that room. Um, Des Moines was a four star. OK, yeah. So he does. He has talent, but there certainly um, wasn't superstars mm -hmm. in that room. And he has I think he's gotten a lot out of them. Um, brought in Juju Mitchell, got him up to speed. Obviously, Juju had some great games for this team. Um, and uh, Coach Hart also gets a bonus for being the best guest that we've had of any coach That's true. on this show. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> All right. But Coach uh, Brew was also great before the TCU he game was. as a guest. Yeah, man. Most surprising player. This is a little tough one, I think. <clears throat> Who wants to start? I'll go because I can pick it up where RK left off. Uh, most surprising player for me, when you look at what all these coaches bring to the table and you look at their track records, at the end of the day, we are our resumes. And so we brought on Sean Lewis uh, as offense coordinator. And at Kent State, there was just about zero production from tight ends in that offense. Uh, but here, you know, you assume that was going to be the case because who the OC is. But you look at what Michael Harrison, Mikey Harrison, has done from the tight end position, totally changing, you know, what Sean Lewis was known for in his offense at Kent State. Hats off to Coach Brew, as, uh, as RK just mentioned. But 
you had to look at the tight end play as a surprise, not only because of the offensive scheme, but when you think about that the leading tight end in the conference and for, for one week the nation didn't have any drops is a converted wide receiver on this team that went to tight end. So if you want to give me a real surprise, it's Mikey Harrison at tight end. That's the right pick. I think this will be <clears throat> our only unanimous um, because he like we talked a lot about how I always say like there's almost no dark horses on this team. There's no surprises because we've talked about every player top right. to bottom. But even though we talked about Michael Harrison moving to tight end, we did not expect him to be doing what he's doing. Mm -hmm. um, and so in terms of a true surprise, it is surprising to see the production that he's been able to have um, for the reasons that Neely said and just for the reasons that like we weren't we certainly weren't sitting here saying he's going to not only is he going to be a tight end, he's going to start and he's going to be great. Right. Um, I thought of Anthony Hankerson, but that Michael Harrison's the right pick. Yep. I mean, a guy who was kind of lost on the depth chart, really, in the spring game. He had that touchdown, but he was working with the third-team offense, if I remember right. Uh, we yep. didn't get to see him score that gate, uh, that touchdown until late in the game. And then all of a sudden, he emerges as a starting tight end, becomes like a security blanket for Shador uh, underneath. And what he does after the catch, too, he runs so hard as well, man. He's just really turned into a great player. Next one is best freshman. <laughs> you know, man, uh, haven't seen a lot of him production-wise since TCU, but that ain't on him. But when you talk about his impact in the locker room, uh, his impact on the field, his personality, his character, and that speed, freshman, true freshman, man, I'm going with Dylan Edwards. Yep. Uh oh, another uh, another unanimous. I don't think there's there's really many other places you can turn to. Uh, obviously. Omarion Miller's game against USC was really impressive. Um, I'll throw Carter out there too, but it's yep. got to be Dylan. Yep, Carter, I know he's catching a lot of flack this week, um, but he's been, I thought, on the whole impressive in mm -hmm. his time. But it's definitely Dylan. Um, Dylan, you know, deserves uh, – In I think it's – I'm not sure what's, what sport do they go with wind shares. Is that basketball? Sounds like a baseball stat. <laughs> Maybe it's baseball. He deserves a full win share for what happened at yeah, TCU. He does. Um, not to not to you know uh, say that um, uh, that Shador and Travis uh, and Zay and Jimmy didn't all have really right. big impacts. He had a on four that. touchdown game, man. But he had four touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a hey, season think, for a lot think, of players. Think about this, guys. Think about this. Have we done a bi-week prediction for these awards the week before TCU? We all would have been saying Kermani McLean at this at this spot for freshman, you know, because or one Dylan, thing you yeah. just don't, you just don't anticipate freshman playing to this level this soon, and you see that in, in McLean's uh, what he's bringing to the table, going through those freshman growing pains. So it's even a bigger hats off to Dylan Edwards that he not only did it, he did it week one and has been an impact player, even if to not the degree of TCU in every game since then. He's on the field. Yeah. No. Totally. Uh, got to shout out Omaria Miller, too. That yep, was just a to. miraculous performance. Uh, comes in at halftime and puts up nearly 200. Yeah. I mean, if you put, like, you know, it doesn't work this way, but right. he could have put up 400 yards in that game based on the pace he was on, which is shocking. All right. Into the big ones here. Defensive player of the year or the midpoint. 
Mm. I'll go first here. And this is a guy that I actually thought could have been a candidate for most surprising player just because I wasn't ready for him to be this good. But he's been so good that I almost felt it wasn't fair to him to call him most surprising player because I think he's defensive player of the year so far. It's Omarion Cooper. Yep, I agree. Um, he has been just fantastic to me. Uh, and I, you know, the whole offseason, we're talking about Cormani and Travis, Cormani and Travis, Cormani and Travis. And he just walks in and is just like lockdown for most of the, you know, most of the season. Yep. Um, so I've been really, really impressed by him. <clears throat> and, you know, I think I don't want to take anything away from him, but it had Travis been healthy the whole season, this might have just been his with a bullet. Yeah. But he hasn't. And so it, it, to me, it's a, it's Omarion Cooper. Man, RK, you make a compelling argument, man. You make an argument so compelling that as much as I want to say Shiloh Sanders, I have to acknowledge that missing that game and playing time impacts that. And when you look at what Cooper did with his opportunities, uh, I'm, I'm going to side with you on that one, man. At this midway point by week, you know, I know Cam has been out there and, and leading in interceptions. Um, but, man, Cooper's play has been so proficient and efficient that it doesn't make the film in the highlight because he's just taking his damn man just totally out of it as an option for the quarterback. I'm going with you, man. Number three, Amari Cooper. Same, Omari Cooper. I mean, people are going to dog on him for the 97-yard touchdown where he slipped, slipped and fell. But the guy was just completely in his bag against USC, had multiple pass breakups, had the big sack. Um, and he's just, as you said, kind of not came out of nowhere. I think we penciled him in as the cornerback behind Travis and Cormani before the season. But he has proved that he could be, you know, a legitimate NFL draft prospect, I think, down the line. Yep, absolutely. He's been awesome. Um, I'm excited to see more from him. <clears throat> There's a lot of people in the chat saying Shiloh. Uh, Shiloh has been great too. Um, he has been. Tons of big tackles. Um, obviously a pick six. Um, and then a lot of people saying Cam. Someone I saw someone said you guys are are tripping like on Cam. You're sleeping on Cam. She is. No. <laughs> no. We have I to won't, pick I won't one stand guy. for that. He is. I said this. I think last week. If I was buying a jersey of any player on the team, it would be Cam. He's my favorite Absolutely. player. So yeah. um, I'm not sleeping on it. Here's the problem with this. It's a good problem. You can draw straws, man. We can flip a coin. You know, whereas the defense at times has been lackluster, you can look at the final score and see that. We have some dynamic players there. Uh, I know Shiloh's injury and Travis' injuries were at no fault of their own, but we, we are talking about a sport where, you're, first of all, your best ability is always availability. And because they had to miss time, it just allows for a, a guy like Cooper who didn't miss time and make the most of his moments. So this ain't shitting on Shiloh. This ain't shitting on Cam or Travis. Man, but number three has done more with less this entire time since the first game. I, I got to go with him. Yep. Yep. All right. Other side of the ball. Offensive player at the midpoint. And this one is just like the, the NFL where you don't give the MVP nope. an offensive player the yep. year to the same person. Uh, I'll go first on this one. To me, it's Zay Weaver. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and another one where it's just like, yes, we talked about Zay a lot. Um, but with Jimmy's speed and Travis's insane athleticism, he didn't get quite as much burn in the offseason just because it was like, he was kind of a given. It was like, yeah, he's going to make a lot of catches and whatever. But he's put every 
you know, we talked about checking every box earlier. He's put yep. every box you could want from a wide receiver. He's checked it off. Speed down the field. He's made m- several uh, catches on vertical routes down the field. Um, catching in traffic. Made a ton of big catches. Um, route running. Just, you know, getting guys out of their shoes. So he has been so special. Obviously, the numbers are right there to back it up. He's super consistent. Um, really only had one off game and that was against usc but other than that he's brought it every single week and been a really 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 trustworthy target uh for shador and i think that when you look back on it uh montana lamonius craig left this team because he saw what zay weaver was going to be exactly yep go ahead amen pass the plate put some money in it zay weaver all the way for for uh offensive player at the midpoint man uh his yards after catch his, him taking the top off the defense, uh, deep ball, you name it, he can do it. I, when I talked to Coach Prime at, at halftime of the Stanford game, I was like, man, he's him. And he's like, he is him. And we see it every day of practice. It's not something that waxes and wanes or ebbs and flows or is here on Tuesday and gone on Thursday. Zay Weaver is that dude every day of practice, every moment of the game. And even in the quote-unquote lackluster performance that he was out there, it was coming off an ankle sprain that most people in the United States yep. wouldn't even get dressed that day. But he still yep. went out there, man. That dude is a stud. He's going to be in the senior bowl. He's going to play on Sundays. It's just a matter of time. No question. <clears throat> I'm, I'm so excited for that, man. I'm excited for his future. I'm obviously excited for the last five games, hopefully six, mm-hmm. um, for Zay. But he, I think he's going to be a – potential day two pick yeah top 50 i think yeah uh, which is so exciting man and uh and it's going to be huge for colorado not just for zay personally but for colorado moving forward to be able to say look we took this guy in um and he wasn't getting talked about as an nfl player at all before he got here and not really by his own fault but put him on the map put him on the big stage he delivered and now he's getting drafted in the second round of the nfl draft like Come here to Colorado. This is why. Exactly. Um, I agree, man. I mean, you mentioned the USC game. He didn't have a great performance. You could look at the Arizona State game, only two receptions for 17 yards. But you have to count the blocking on Shador's touchdown run. You have to count the big punt return as well. And the reverse touchdown. And the reverse uh, last week against Stanford. He's done a lot. No, I'm talking about against ASU he scored on a reverse. Oh, he did. The one-yard yeah. one. That's right. So you know, he's got he two rushing in. touchdowns. Yeah. And, and keep in mind that USC game – how much attention he commanded from the safety because of his what he had done the games before. Uh, yep, so he yep. even out there limping, hobbling, you know, he was freeing up other people just being out there getting dressed. He's just done it all. He's amazing. MVP. Well, <laughs> we can all say this one on three if you want. It's, it, it's obviously it. Shador. All right. Well, I already ruined it. Sorry. One, two, three. Shador Sanders. Hey, look, so everybody in the chat, who was trying to nail us for picking Zay as offensive player to midway point. And they like, two, two, two. Oh, how you should do it? Like, hey, man, he's the MVP, man. You know, yep. uh, he is the MVP leading, still leading the nation in yards. Uh, you know, was leading in touchdowns, still leading in touchdown to interception ratio, still leading in completion percentage. And this is from a guy who transferred from HBCU that they said was just daddy ball and couldn't do it at this level. And he has done it every single week at this level. And get this, in true MVP fashion, you take him off, 
we 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 ain't won a damn game. It's completely different. You, you ever seen the uh, Indianapolis Colts season when Peyton Manning didn't play? Yeah, <laughs> they got the number one pick and drafted Andrew Luck. Uh, that's what this team would be without Shador. No disrespect to anyone, but that is how valuable he is to this team. And even in their lowest moment, which was last week, he threw for 400 yards and five touchdowns. Yep. Um, he's just incredibly special. Um, the three of us are part of a very, very, very small group of people who knew this was coming. Yep. Um, a lot of the people in the chat are also a part of that group. But, I mean, we sat here, Jake, I'll never forget it. We watched the Celebration Bowl. We watched a bunch of film on Shador at Jackson State and just said, like, I'm sorry, but there's just no way it doesn't translate. Yeah. Like, the way that he plays quarterback is not has nothing to do with anyone on the other side. It has everything to do with just how good he is at placing the football, how good he is at reading the field, how good he is at understanding defenses. All of that translates to Power 5, Division 3, you know, uh, the NFL, the CFL. It does not matter where you put him on the field. The backyard, he is going to throw dimes, and that's what he does. RK, man, I did the same thing here when he was coming to Jackson State out of high school. It's October 2020. And he's made the decision that he's going to come to Jackson State. The whole world is saying it's daddy ball. Just so happened that Trinity, his high school, was playing a team in North Mississippi up in the Delta going toward Memphis up in Clarksdale. I said, you know what, man? I'm going to drive up there and just watch this guy play. I want to see if this is daddy ball or not. I got back. Buddies were asking me, like, man, so what was it? What did you see? And I told them, I said, the only reason he ain't got a five-star by his name is because his last name is Sanders. And you got haters in the world that don't want to give him his credit. This dude can flat-out ball. Everything he did at Jackson State has translated. Everything he's doing in Colorado will translate to the NFL. If I'm a scout in this next year's draft, because he ain't going nowhere this year, in this next year's draft, if you want to get a guy who's shown he can do it under pressure, because here's what's happened. Bad teams get the first-round early picks, and they go with quarterbacks. So you end up being on a bad team. Bad teams normally can't block well. Look at what this guy is doing with poor protection, leading the nation in yards, man. Like when you look at his touchdown to interception ratio, his completion percentage, just think if he had the NFL line in front of him, what he's going to do. Shadur Sanders is that dude. And it's without a running game, too. Yeah, It's all on his shoulders, Great man. Point. And Great we've point. seen the last few weeks, too. He's been able to use his legs more. Got up to 70 rushing yards at halftime against Stanford. Of course, the sacks brought it back down. We've already talked about that a bunch. The guy's got a 21-3 to touchdown-to-interception ratio, completing 72% of his passes. He's going to shatter the all-time uh, season passing record here at CU. Um, it's just, a, honestly, it's just a bummer. The rushing yards are at minus 23 on the season. Yeah, it doesn't do justice because of the stupid yeah. way that they keep stats in college football. But, but, yeah. it's, but it's like, dude, it's like, how in the hell – do you lead in getting sacked and leading yards? Like, like it's crazy. What that, what that says about your fortitude, what that says about you letting them hang and standing in that pocket, you know you're going because that's just the sacks. That means he's probably leading in hits and hurries too, and he's still delivering as RK is going dime time. Like it's unbelievable, man, what you're witnessing. I think one of the challenges is we get so used to it that we expect it and then we stop celebrating it. And, and yep. you can't stop celebrating and recognizing, man, this is greatness right in front of you. This is history making. The, the dude is the dude. Couldn't agree more. And I'll just say this, and I promise you, I 
<clears throat> I only mean this as a compliment to Shador and not a knock on Caleb Williams, but did you see what Caleb Williams looked like when facing constant pressure on Saturday night? Mm -hmm. uh, that is what Shador deals with on damn near every play. And so I truly believe um, that NFL people watched that Caleb Williams game and came away thinking even more highly of Shador. Yep. Um, he, like you said, no run game, questionable blocking for sure at times and, and a lot of the time. And I mean, nothing, only Oregon is the only team who's been able to really like keep him down when it comes to just putting up numbers, making big plays over and over and over again. Uh, and then you add in the clutch factor, dime time. That is something that you cannot measure. It's something that you can't have on Madden. It's not anything that you can quantify until you just watch it. And you see that in the biggest moments, he, he delivers his best performances. That's yeah. the big thing for me is the poise and the clutch factor he has. You just know he's going to make a play almost every single time. Yep. The two-point conversions, the one against USC, the one against Nebraska, like that's just literally him making a play. Yep. And he's yep. done that so many times, even with all the pressure. You know, We can complain about how he takes sacks and all that, but you have to take the good with the bad. And when he scrambles out for 10 seconds and finds a wide-open Zay or whatever, whoever down the field, like you got to take that with the sacks. Totally. And if there's yeah. anything I'm confident... If there's anything I'm I'm fully confident in when it comes to Shador, it's that every time he makes a mistake, he is going to learn from it mm -hmm. and turn that into a positive uh, when it comes to the, the you know the overarching arc of his career. Yep. Now, now we we just gave everybody the complex, the detailed as why this guy's MVP through the midway point, but we can also just simplify it how we started. If you take him away from it, and this is any MVP, I don't care if it's Kobe with the Lakers, Joker with Denver, like I don't care who it is. What happens if you take that person away? And if you look at all the other names we discussed as impactful as they've been, you know, we were giving out the previous categories award. If you take them away from this team, there's another guy that's doing just about the same thing. If you take Shadur Sanders off this roster for just a series, let alone a game, it is a totally different outcome. There's no way he's not the MVP. Yep. I uh, just got to shout out Travis, though. I mean, yep. we saw what this team, they were lost when he went down. They figured it out on the fly because they have Shador. But those games after, you know, Oregon, USC, they really were trying to figure themselves out at that point. And obviously, he's the best non-quarterback player in the country. So uh, <laughs> shout out to Travis. If he had a full season, he's definitely in contention for this. Absolutely. And, and I think they quickly learned how much of their identity was centered around Travis. You know, we talked yep. about ad, ad nauseum how the identity is save a Shador. It has been really for a while now. Um, but that started really when Travis went down because before you could have said, right. save us Travis and Shador. Yep. Um, you know, it, you were building the defense around him uh, and his ability to shut down his side. And then, you know, the offense, you could count on him every time you needed a big play. Uh, and obviously Man, look, you count you on Shador at, to get you, it to him. You look at what, what a healthy Travis would potentially give you in this conversation. He wouldn't be best atmosphere. He wouldn't be best quote, but he's <laughs> giving you best moment and best play. He's mentioning what you chose as best game. He's not a coach. He's not a surprise. Not he a could have got player. best coach though with what he was doing with Cormani and Omar. He could have. You're exactly right. But would have been, could have been offensive and defensive player to this. Absolutely. Point. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Like he's amazing, man. And that's why I 
truly believe that the second half of the season is going to deliver us uh, new moments. Obviously, we'll, re- we'll do this again after the season, and I think we're going to have new moments, new plays, new players, because, you know, uh, God willing, Travis Hunter's going to be there the whole way. Well, and then you see what he did when he came back against Stanford just on the offensive end. I mean, 14 receptions, uh, most receiving yards. He's had first touchdown at CU. Like, his impact was felt immediately once <laughs> he was back and healthy. Uh, say whatever you want about the defensive side of the ball. We, we, we've already talked about this. Cornerbacks get beat. It's not surprising. Travis is going to learn from it. Every single corner you can ever think of in your life has been uh, has gotten beat. Absolutely. Yep. And, you know, and I know that uh, schematically a lot of what number 13 did appeared to be on Travis Hunter, you know, those nearly, uh, nearly 300 yards. Uh, but you also have to consider that when they're in that kind of zone, that ain't just on Travis Hunter. We also have to consider that him playing both ways first game back, that was a lot of minutes on a body that had not fully recovered. It had yeah. recovered medically from the lacerated liver, but not conditioning. One thing I could tell you about Colorado, man, about boulders, I sit here at Jackson. It take a long time to get in shape, but it don't take but a couple of days to get out of it. <laughs> when, I, when I walk up that hill to the football building, if I ride up that hill for just three days instead of walking, that fourth day feels like I've never done it before. When you take some time <laughs> off of Boulder, like there is a regress, man. And, and I am confident, you know, he's working out, getting stronger. And, you know, we're going to have a home stand there in these five five games that's left. Travis is going to be back to being Travis. But don't look at what happened with number him and 13 matchup is that somehow is the new Travis post-injury. That's an anomaly, man. Throw that out. Yep. All right. Um, we're going to dig into more stat stuff here very shortly. Shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. You guys know we love our Breck beers here at DMVR. Beer of the month is Broncos country? Sure. <laughs> it's been Broncos country, I feel like, the last three months. So, Well, I mean, <laughs> you're asking the wrong person. I, I just I don't know. Anyways, we've got tons of them here at the DMVR bar. Uh, they got a brew for any occasion. They've been doing it for 33 years. It's made with 100% renewable energy. Try some of our favorites. Mountain Beach Sour, Strawberry Sky, Broncos Country Pale Ale, My High City Golden, and the Fun Slinger. Got a bunch of those on tap here as well. Check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com, and you can find a Breck Brew near you. And then also shout out to our friends at Bacchus and Shanker. You get hurt, they are here to help. They've been helping Colorado families win for 25-plus years. They won over a billion dollars for their clients. They got neighborhood offices. All over the city. They have all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, trucks. Even if you're hurt at work, smash that Shador line, 222-2222, to find out if you have a case for free, Bacchus and Shanker wins. Um, A lot of people in the comments talking about Travis <clears throat> playing too many snaps uh, in that game, and you know we kind of talked about how he was gassed. I just want to say this in defense of the coaches. Nobody expected them to need Travis at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So if all goes according to plan, they're up 29-0 at halftime. They go score on that first drive at 36-0. The game's probably over at that point. And then Travis nor anyone else has to play in the fourth quarter. But when your back is up against the wall and you're you're scratching and clawing for a victory, yeah. and Travis is saying, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, you're obviously going to put him back out there because right. you 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 know you want him to help you. So I think it was just it, you know everything about that game is a perfect storm. Yep. Uh, no, that's right. And, okay. You got to. That's right. Okay. You got to take it chronologically. You know we, we're it's easy to be hindsight twenty twenty looking at the end of the game and the totality of it, but situationally 
we all know, even at 29-0, getting the ball after halftime, the starters were coming back out on offense and defense. So mm-hmm. he was going to be playing early third quarter to mid-third quarter. Sean Lewis, uh, offense coordinator, he challenged the entire team at halftime of that game by saying, hey, it's incumbent upon you, the starters, to do out there, kick some ass. That way the guys behind you get the opportunities they've also been working for. That just didn't happen, so you still had to go with your best guys, no matter how winded they may have looked or become to you. Uh, you got to call the game while the moment you're calling the game. Second-guessing it now, you know, ain't doing anything, man. Yep. I mean, look, man, after this bye week, I think we can expect to see Travis back at, you know, full conditioning, uh, full win to be able to be that player for all four quarters. I think that was a great point just on oh, totally. the pace of the game against Stanford. I mean, it really didn't work in their favor multiple ways. Uh, let's talk about stats real quick. Uh, Shador has completed 72% of his passes, 2,420 yards, 21 touchdowns, three interceptions. The single-season CU passing record, 3,200 by Cepho in 2014. And he is at 20... 24. He is 20. 800 yards away. That is two, two games. games. <laughs> that is Yo, crazy. He yep. might hit 5,000. <laughs> What's crazy is not to get ahead of us ourselves here because it'll be great for him to break that record. Um, he probably has a chance to put some of the career records... Uh, to the test in just two years. So if he gets 4,000 passing yards this year, he will automatically move in to 10th overall in passing yards and with a whole other year to go. The career leader is Sefo again with uh, 9,700. It's on the table. It's totally on the table. Now, um, I must be honest. I hope that in a perfect world, he falls a little bit short of the all-time records because the team is so good at running the ball that they don't need him right. to throw for 400 yards every game. That would be nice. um, I would love some like 325 yard, three touchdowns, zero interception games from uh, from Shador that come along with a hundred yard rusher that also had two touchdowns or multiple hundred yard. Yeah, rushers. exactly. That would be, be great. And one thing we got to keep in keep in mind: uh, yes, he's only going to be at Colorado. Uh, you know, two years as starting QB, but many of the guys that he's surpassing, they may have been in Colorado four years, but they only played two years. Uh, So when you really deep dive into the numbers, you know, you're going to see about just about the same amount of games played, uh, maybe not the same number of attempts because we are a more high profile passing offense, but many of the records, man, touchdown passing percentage, you know, as in completion percentage, uh, touchdown interception ratio, you name it, he's going to eclipse it. All he has to do is just go out and do what he does, and that's be himself. And he ain't even thinking about the records. Just think if he was really out there trying to, you know, hype his numbers up. He's just out there trying to win games. Absolutely. And what's crazy, if he actually does challenge that all-time record of 9,000, um, should uh, sorry, Cepho was actually a four-year starter. Not all. Uh, <clears throat> I think he came in about halfway through his freshman season and then started all the way through his senior year with only a couple games missed to injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty crazy that he could even get in that ballpark. Yeah. He set the uh, single game passing records in week one against TCU with 510, cleared that by 36 yards. Uh, Zay Weaver, right now he is at 50 receptions, 631 yards, and four touchdowns. Go to the all-time receiving list. First off, we'll start with receptions. Uh, Nelson Spruce in 2014, 106. Zay's already at 50. 
I don't know if that's quite in there, but he could definitely break into the top three. Visca is third with let 86. Me, let me tell a quick Nelson Spruce story. Okay. Um, two, actually. One will be quick. Nelson Spruce was that football team, and that's what's going to make this hard for Zay. Mm-hmm. Um, Nelson Spruce, <laughs> on the very first day of fall camp, has like a very minor ankle sprain. Coaches just say, you know what? You don't need to practice at all anymore. <laughs> so he just was shut down uh, for the entire fall camp because they just knew if without him, we have no offense. Then uh, this is notable because um, we're going to UCLA next week. And I think I'll actually be in the press box for the first time this yep. season. Last time working. I was in in the UCLA <laughs> press box. Maybe I can be on the <laughs> sideline with you, Uncle. Let's talk about that later. Um, I... Uh, in, in the UCLA press box, the moment that Nelson Spruce breaks the record, mm-hmm. and they come over the speakers and announce Nelson Spruce has just set the all-time Pac-12 receptions record. And I kid you not, four different USC, uh, UCLA, LA reporters were like, who is Nelson Spruce? And I was like, you've got to be kidding. This dude just broke the Pac-12 receptions record. You guys didn't even know who he was. Insane. Uh, the 19 reception game against Cal? Yep. No, no, no. This was against UCLA. Oh, okay. It was, he broke the Pac-12 single season mm, reception I record. see, I see, I see. Um, in terms of receiving yards, the record was Paul Richardson in 2013. He had 1343. Zay right now is at 631. That's a bit of a long shot. I mean, who knows? Maybe he just has a 250-yard game and just gets right on pace. Uh, single game is going to be tough to beat. That was, again, Paul Richardson in 2011. Against Cal. Yep, 284. Yep. <clears throat> that one was crazy. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be hard to beat. And like I said, these guys are not trying to beat it. They're not even looking at records like that before the week of preparation or even during the game for that matter. Uh, but we'll be amazed at what could happen because, you know, when you go to TCU, you didn't go into that game thinking Stewart's getting 500 yards. Uh, you go to the next game, you're not thinking the receiver is going to get 197. Like the damnedest things happen with this offense to players you've never seen it from before. Uh, so I'm optimistic, man, but I hear you. Like, it's the reason these records have been sitting there so long, but there's just no telling with this team, you know, when you have a 600 passing yard game and, you know, three receivers with 200 yards apiece. It, like, it can happen in this offense. Big Teasy says, RK, you can't be on the sidelines with your shenanigans around Coach Prime. <laughs> I am Hey, hey Big Teasy, am- we appreciate that, brother. And speaking <laughs> of comments, this one got by me, but my sophomore mind will not allow me not to acknowledge it. Someone commented that we need to manage Travis load. And then another person said pause to it. Shout out to the pause. (laughs) Also, I just wanted to be clear. I am capable of being a professional if I want to be. If you want to be being the key. Yes, if I want to be. I'm also capable of being me if I want to be. You really don't want to be. I don't. (laughs) Um, And we don't want you to be. Exactly. Being a professional is boring. Single season uh, touchdown, receiving touchdown record was Nelson Spruce in 2014. He had 12. Right now, Zay only has four. Um, but the single game receiving touchdown record is three. If he can break that and get four in one game, I mean, he could absolutely be on pace to get the single season record. Who is this? Zay. What is it? Yeah, the, the, the tough part of that, Spruce. Jay. Sorry. The, the no, tough part of that is what I just touched on. We spread the ball around so much. Right. It's hard, yep. for, it's hard for one guy, you know, to end up with 14 touchdowns when you're going to have five guys with five each. Uh, but I, but I, I think the game one can be reached, but the totality, the totality one, 
man, it's just hard because 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 Shadour doesn't have a favorite. You know, it, it it's going to be a different guy week to week, matchup to matchup. He goes to matchup and situations, not who his buddy is. Yep. Uh, a few defensive ones. This one being interceptions. Cam hasn't had one since USC, right? Mm-hmm. He has four, yeah. I believe. He is at three still. Oh, okay. But the single season record is seven, uh, tied with three people. He could definitely get on track for that if he manages to get his hands on the ball. Who are the three that have seven? Uh, Tedrick Thompson in 2016, Ooh, yeah. Colin Bryant in 1972, and Dick Anderson in 1967. Dick Anderson. <laughs> Local kid. Um. Tackles is pretty much out the stratosphere. There's some ridiculous single-season tackle marks here at CU. The closest would be this year's Shiloh. He's only at 37, though. That's not even close to being on pace to break in the top 10. Yeah. there. I mean, <clears throat> this place has had some incredible linebackers come through. Yep. Uh, Matt Russell, of course, being the one who won the Buckus Award. Um, but, I mean, you, you can just go through it. Jordan Dizon I've talked about. Um, even their Addison Gillum had like a 21 tackle game at one point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they've ta- there's been some guys racking up tackles out there. Um, that's about it though. Record-setting season noticed, in many regards. I noticed that we we don't have any capability at this point of catching any of the run game records. Oh no, not even close. No, I mean, especially <laughs> for Sean. <laughs> yeah, especially considering this is a school who, uh, you know, their bread and butter for the longest time was the triple option. Yep. You got a Heisman Trophy winner. You got yeah, everything you know. that the enemy did. It, it's uh, and I, I said that just to once again call out that we, with the back half of the season left to go, we still have to find a way to run the ball and be able to at least dial up run plays and run situations even if we check out of it to keep the defense honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when it's, when it's third and two, man, and you, you were an empty backfield and shotgun, man, they're blitzing. You know, uh, we, we got to be able to run the ball to, to disguise some things. We got to establish the run the back half the season. Absolutely. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, nearly 4,000 yards rushing in his career. Rashawn Salam, of course, in 1994 with over 2,000 yards in the single season. Fair to say those are pretty out of reach at this point. My favorite – sports call of all time <clears throat> is Larry Zimmer calling uh Rashawn Salam going over 2,000 yards which happens to be like a long touchdown run mm-hmm. so he I think he needs 12 yards to go over 2,000 then he just breaks a long one all the fans in the stands had little signs that said 2,000 on them so everyone's yeah, holding them go. up uh he's a, it's just I've goosebumps even just thinking about the call I love it. Um, I, I, well, of course I wasn't there but I remember it I was, I was watching the bus during those days, man. Check this out, though. I do think that uh, Colorado Buffaloes under Coach Prime will one day have a back that can eclipse the season record. The challenge for, like, the enemy's numbers over career, the portal has just changed the game, man. You're not going to have a back three and four years anymore. Uh, yeah. You know, it, not only with them going on to the NFL and transferring in or out, going to be hard to have a guy run the ball for you three to four years again i mean he's been yep. recruiting these five stars you know blue chip running backs they haven't gotten one yet but definitely feels like just a matter of time i have a hard time seeing any running back in college football getting two thousand yards given the current state of football yep who's the last closest was it bryce love i don't know christian mccaffrey no all right uh quick shout out to our friends over at game time 
UCLA game is sold out. They're taking tarps off for this game. Already. Yeah. We're two weeks out. Don't say tarps and off around my friends. I'll just <laughs> tell you that. Um, <laughs> I, why not take off more? They, they're probably going they to have to. Go to sell them. Yep. There's two weeks of the game. I don't understand. They're calling it a sellout already. Yep. So take off another tarp. Open up another thousand, whatever, three thousand seats and sell those. Like, what? What are we doing here? Why would they announce it as a sellout? I think they just don't want Buffs fans there. Huh. I guess I don't know why I'm advocating for this. Let them have as small of a crowd <laughs> as they want. I. It just seems so weird to me. I, I don't think it's gonna matter anyway. I think Buffs fans are gonna take it over. You guys can get in the doors. Over at game time, uh, not just for this game, the home games are all sold out as well. And if you were trying to go to Pullman or Salt Lake for those games at the end of the year, you might want to get on it now. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Um, before we get to questions, I have a bonus mid-season point. I know we don't really, we're not watching the games when they're happening because we're obviously there. Is there a best call that comes to mind? Because the one for me that comes to mind is the Dylan screen. Just Gus Johnson yelling, Edwards, down the sideline. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, that, I, I can't think of them right now, to be honest. I got I got the same one uh, as you, Jake. As you said, we were not watching the broadcast, uh, but seeing the replay and also seeing it overlaid with Dylan Edwards' grandmother in the stands. Shout mm -hmm. out to Allison; she filmed that. Uh, for her to be cheering for her grandson as the announcer is saying what he's doing, man, is pretty kick ass. Yeah, you know what my favorite call of the season that just came to me is. Uh, it's it's from that TCU game, and I know which one you're thinking it's, of. Uh, Travis Hunter's dropped interception. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He jumps the route and just barely hits off his hands. And Joel Klatt, it's just silent for a second. And then Joel Klatt just goes, geez. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's all he could, that's all anyone could say, just watching him explode and, and make a break on that ball. Just, geez. <laughs> that was a good Jakey. Hit. I called you Jakey in public again. Yeah, uh, what's up? Since, since we're throwing out like some honorable mentions, and we got a road game coming up that they clearly don't want us to take over. Man, did Arizona State not feel like a home game at some points, man? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Nation for traveling. It makes a difference. It was loud. It felt like a home game, man. It's, it's, let's do the same thing for UCLA after this bye week. Yep. Yep. Buff Nation was strong in uh, TCU as well. Yep. I thought the band was going to start playing the fight song. <laughs> I mean, they played his theme song. All, all they needed was a conductor. <laughs> if only you'll get your chance i think again this season <laughs> if he doesn't get right. it he's gonna take it that's true all right Alyssa, what's going on with the chat my guy big tz again coach prime said ask juju can we ask you neely about juju i don't know if neely's got too much on it but sure uh i, I got this he's fine i i talked to him you know, to see where his head was, where he wanted to be, wants to be on his team, committed to doing the work. Uh, I didn't even discuss with him what had happened because once you're over it, then I'm over it, and we just move forward. But uh, he's in a good headspace, man, and I'm just – I'm looking forward to contributing, man. He is – you know, I know we got guys like Jeremiah Brown and, and Bentley that can do the damn thing and, and Ham, but, man, Juju, when he is there to play, 
best linebacker in this conference, man. Probably top 10 in the nation for that matter. Got to have yep. him. Uh, Alyssa, can you scroll up in the comments? Someone had a great call. It was uh, Jada. Shiloh stunting like his daddy. Uh, That's yeah. another good yeah, one. That was good. That was good. And then Horton almost shoved him into the goalpost. Yeah, crazy. <clears throat> Weird. Um, okay. Uh, Chris. This one's easy. Oh, there you go. Best uniform category. TCU. Yeah. Unc, you have an opinion? You know, I like to mix and match, man. TCU overall, but those damn gold face masks on that yep. black helmet yeah. kick ass. Yep. Shout out to the gold or the grays, the silvers as well. Yep, I love those. And then of course, uh, the Nebraska Uni gold black black is my favorite yep. sports uniform of all time. Um, that was CSU. That was CSU. You're right. The Nebraska uniform was the black and black, black. Uh, black helmets with the with the white pants. I think and white, white numbers. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Malik, can we play Alto and Smoke at running back second half of the season? No disrespect to Dylan and Hank, but we need to establish the run game so defenses can't just sit back and make it difficult on two. Um, I mean, I think you're gonna see more Alto. Um, I don't know why you're taking Hank out of that. Mm -hmm. Um, when he's been the best running back of the group so far. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I would say, can we play Alto and Hank more if you're going to do that? Mm -hmm. No disrespect to Smoke. Um, but I think that Hank absolutely has to be in that conversation if you're talking about establishing the run more. That being said, I also think you need uh, Dylan Edwards to get back to TCU the, his TCU self. Um, and, I, and I don't know if that's necessarily on Dylan at all as much as it is just about usage. Um, they've called a couple screens for him. They've been successful. There was one that they just missed. Um, but I just think, like, if you're, going, if you're going fourth and short out of the shotgun, then you should be running Dylan into the flat so that Shador can yep. jump, dump it off to him instead of taking those blitzes like you talked about, Neely, um, when you're going five wide. And if, if the first read isn't there, and then Shador's in trouble. Um, so I, I understand the idea of getting bigger backs in there. And I think you need to do it, but you also need to activate Dylan in the way that you were able to against TCU. Yep. I got nothing to add to that, man. That was perfect. Well said. Uh, Girls Club had another great one for call of the year. It's way up there. I don't know if you'll be able to find it, but when Omarion was going off against USC, the who is this kid? Yeah. Omarion Miller's electric. Those yeah. were great ones, yeah, too. Those were good. Uh, DCB with a great question. Favorite Coach Prime moment at the midpoint? I mean, I think we kind of got into it with uh, with the best quotes. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it's it's just in general, one. his press conference after TCU is my favorite. Yeah. Well, mine is from a personal standpoint versus a coach's standpoint. Uh, having been up close and, and seeing his health issues to pass literally 18 months or more, and for him to have the plan that he was going to run out and lead the team out at TCU as far as Coach Prime moments go to – that were unspoken uh, was seeing him run at TCU, uh, you know, from the tunnel to the sideline, man. That was, I knew we were going to win that game. That's my same moment. Just seeing him get healthy and actually being able to run out the tunnel. And then yeah. he's just walking so much better now too. I just love seeing that for him. So yeah. that's just been awesome to but see. But I would be remiss not to say that uh, again, we not coming no more. We're he we here. Yeah. That, I'm telling you that that one lives on forever for me. You know um, what, RK? It, it really does. And I mean, I, I hate to say this, but here's why it does it for me. 
I love that we here, but we raced it we here with Oregon. We raced the we here with USC. We raced part of the we here with blowing a 29 to zero lead. Uh, as much as I understand the flavor and the vibe and was all for it then, as I look at it now with, with hindsight 2020 from the midway point back, we ain't here yet. We still coming. But yep. you better get us now because when we do get here, you won't yep. get us again. Well, and I love it. You know, maybe we, you know, uh, we're, we're back to we coming. Got to arrive again. Let's do it against UCLA. And then we're coming again. <laughs> DCB answered his own question in the chat, though. The moment with Jimmy Horn in the CSU game uh, for best coach prime moment oh. of the year. That's an all-timer as well. That is an all-timer. Uh, hey, and... shout out to, to Cameron Fairchild. Someone asked who plays us in a movie, and they got Ving Rhames as me. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, I like that, man. Seth Rogen is RK, and Bradley Cooper is oh. Jake. Hey, man. That's... I'll take that. That, that ain't right. I'll that take ain't that. Right. It's definitely Brad Pitt for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. <laughs> Wayne, what's up? Um, big what if number two comes back for a fifth graduate year. Uh, so this is after 2024. I mean, I wouldn't rule it out, but I don't think so. No. I think we're getting greedy at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's enough to, to, to want him to delay his clear NFL future past this year, which he's I feel strong he's going to do. Uh, but past that, at that point, man, it's like RK said, let's, let, let's wish these kids the best and they can go on and make the most of their lives in the NFL, man. So but yeah, the key between now and then is making sure that we can recruit somebody who can learn a year under two and get this offense under their belt and pass the baton. He's only 21 now. He'll be 22 next year. Uh, that's kind of the perfect age to enter the NFL draft and be an assumed franchise quarterback. What do you want to say? I'm still caught up on this act. <laughs> I think you're more of a Jake Gyllenhaal. That's that's the comp I get yeah. quite often. Yeah. And you're still Brad Pitt? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Big Teasy put him in work with the Super Chats today. I appreciate you, my man. Said this is for the chat, the OGs, the real ones, and the DMVR crew slash Neely. Keep receipts on who is here and continue to ride. Sco buffs we here. Love it, man. So Appreciate you. Thank you for the support, Big TZ. Let's go. Love you, chat, too, as well. Uh, Max says, can we get Lawrence Vickers to come visit the show? I'm sure he'd come. That would be crazy. That'd be amazing. Would love it. Would love it. We need an assist from our guy, uh, Matt McChesney. Yep. We know the right people. Yep. Uh, Big TZ again. What, what were you going to say, Keep going. All right. Uh, in the future movie, oh, who plays Jake R.K. and Neely? <clears throat> we already got it. We already got it. Uh, thanks it. again, Vic Teasy. <laughs> <laughs> Rewriter, what's the latest with the NCAA Tyler Brown situation? Uh, no news, unfortunately. I'm pretty sure he's just done for the year. Yeah. He's practicing, though. Yep. Mm -hmm. The uh, NCAA picks and chooses who they care about. Yep. And they chose not to care about Tyler Brown. Um, somewhat relevant, just since we're on the topic. Do you remember Noah Fenske from last year? Yes. Did you see what he posted? <clears throat> yeah, I was a little bit worried when I saw the old Notes app screenshot. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought it was uh, very positive towards Colorado. It was. They said that he was invited back, actually. Yep. But he decided not <clears throat> to come. But he's going through a similar situation where 
his mental health is, I mean, he obviously entered the portal because of what happened here at Colorado, but he's been dealing with mental health stuff too. So it's a bummer that the NCAA is so heartless. It really is. Yep. Morgan Freeman for Unk, DCB says. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. I love it. I, I love it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to say Brad Pitt, too, if R.K. can get away. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Denzel well, for nearly Brad two. Pitt, I'm taking Will Smith. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is hilarious. Uh, our guy Sean with the last minute super chat says, uh, uh, like Baron Holtz is RK, Anthony Anderson is Unk, and Charlie Day is Jake. I don't even know who Ike Baron Holtz is. Uh, Charlie Day is the It's Always Sunny guy. Who's uh, Ike Baron Holtz? Let me, let, me, let me Google him. I'm looking at it right now. I'm thinking oh, like, we, uh, for Jake, maybe like Wesley Snipes. <laughs> 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 this is him. This guy. Oh, I know that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah I know that guy. Yeah. I'm out. You're out. I'll settle for Bradley Cooper. <laughs> from from bad Bradley Pitt to Brad Cooper. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Maybe a Ryan Gosling if we must. <laughs> uh, Pete Davidson, Tyler Perry. <laughs> you guys this are going off the rails, hilarious. Man. This is <laughs> definitely off the rails. Good question though. It really yeah. got people going. <laughs> All right. All right, now here's um, my pushback. David, somebody put Tyler Perry's unk. I will fight you. Like, I will find <laughs> you and fight you if you try to cast Tyler Perry as me. <laughs> Better delete that comment. Yeah, I was going to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> Mac Entertainment. Tyler Perry cannot play me. <laughs> oh, man. That was good. That was good stuff. Amazing show. Uh, kind of don't want it to end, but here we are. <laughs> All right, chat. Uh, we're only at 422 likes, 423 now. Let's hit that like button on the way out. Subscribe to the podcast as well. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Machesney's going to be here. All good things must come to an end, Jake. Yeah, that's true. Love hey, you guys. Question. Yeah, what are we maybe not. On for the RK Crank That Soldier Boy video and, and conducting. <laughs> what are we waiting on? I thought we were waiting on you to get 100,000 subscribers. Yeah, where you right, at? Look, man, look, we're about 500 away. Y'all get the pregame show up to 100,000 so we can debut the video of RK in Arizona. We're not going to say if he was drunk and if Jake was high. We're going to let y'all figure it <laughs> out on your own. You watch I also, I also sent in, uh, I sent Alyssa the video of me taking down the sign at TCU, but we can just mash it all together for all of my shenanigans. <laughs> RK's greatest hits coming <laughs> once we get to a hundred thousand. The the DMVR pregame show highlight reel at the end of the season is gonna be uh, pretty awesome. Hell yeah, can't wait, man! Yeah. All right, chat, love you guys, love you, Unc, miss you, man. We'll see you soon, and we'll see the rest of y'all tomorrow. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs. Go Buffs. Go Buffs. Go Buffs. Go Buffs. Go Buffs. Go Buffs.